Hey everyone, welcome to Savage to Sage, where we explore the evolution of entrepreneurs. In this show, we hear from leaders on the challenges and breakthroughs that have shaped them on their journey toward becoming a sage. Hey everybody, welcome back to Savage to Sage. This is a special episode with Kyle and I today. We're sitting here and it's the quote unquote holiday break, which I know for for many of us is um, not really a break as we wrap up the year. For Full Stack, I know we're wrapping up a lot in terms of getting new clients onboarded. And we've had a very full year of weekly episodes with Savage to, Savage to Sage. And we wanted this week, as we are experiencing the holidays ourselves, to reflect on specifically what this year has been like for us as co-hosts. You know, so Kyle and I have have had to be very entrepreneurial in our in our work and our lives as we have you know are forging new territories with full stack and we've we've started been a part of starting things in the past and i think it's just important for us to be to be personal to share with you some stuff that's been going on this year as you know we have our focus you know in our day job is is helping to grow full stack like we've had some pretty significant life experiences and particularly we have this shared experience of we both lost our our fathers this year at um, a fairly young age um my dad was was 66 and Kyle how how old was your dad um he would have been 73 74 okay. yeah yeah 73 yeah so both of our dads you know in terms of life were still still young still very active um, my dad, Tim, his was his name, um, 66 years old, had just started a new consulting business, um, which I would consider kind of his end point of his career. And Kyle, your dad, although he was retired, was still fairly active and engaged in different endeavors. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I think for him, he was on the board of a credit union. Um, did a lot of, uh, you know, kind of speaking uh, for cancer awareness for his throat, you know, um, and uh, was kind of just making most of the the time that he knew that was limited for himself. Um, um, yeah, so it was kind of beautiful to witness and see that uh, he didn't take any day for granted. Why don't you just talk about that experience? Because um, you were the first this year to of the two of us to lose your dad and like what was that like for you in the midst of everything you had going on with your family with full stack and just talk a little bit about that experience so um my my reality is a little interesting um so i lost my mom when i was 16 years old uh, to cancer um and prior to that my dad had cancer and so it was a very turbulent couple of years through middle school and early high school. And the way that I reacted to uh, my mom's passing was how you'd react to, um, you know, a scared 16-year-old young boy. Um, and I didn't really know how to react. And so I pushed a lot of people away and um, was really scared. With my dad's passing, um, it is very hard to not be able to talk to him on a daily basis. Um, but one of the things that I've thought about as I've grown and matured is, is to how, how to change my reaction to the passing of my father 
uh, differently than um, how I treated it with my mom. And so, of course, I've matured and grown uh, from that standpoint when I was a 16-year-old boy. Um, But I think that's kind of what my focus has been uh, this past year. Um, And so I'm grateful for uh, the times that I did have and kind of was preparing myself for my dad's death. It was somewhat unexpected and somewhat um, expected just because of how much his health was declining. But I think the thing that comes to mind as far as how to, how dealing with that with, you know, with full stack and a growing business. um, The biggest thing that I think Daniel and I have reflected upon is just the idea of space of needing space Mm -hmm. and then partnering with people that kind of understand. And so um, the, the organization that I, that I think of fondly is uh, this organization called bereave. Um, and that's been kind of like a, a beautiful resource that has kind of come up, uh, for me to follow and kind of understand and create space for me to process my father's loss, uh, this year, um, mm-hmm. in the midst of the high speed, um, you know, kind of growth of the business. Yeah. And I think about bereave and shout out to Justin and the team there, the show I recorded there a couple months ago um, that you can s- search for on their YouTube channel, but they are really looking at, you know, how do, how do employers, how do teams, how do people like you and me create this space for people that, that are grieving and are, you know, ex- just experience a loss. And I think what we have, what we realized is that in in our own experience is that, organizations and people are very ill-equipped or under-equipped to help, you know, guide people through that death experience. And, and I mean, that that sounds like we're expecting employers to, or managers to be able to like guide an employee through, through death, which is maybe not the right expectation, but I think there is something about creating space for that person to, to be who they are, to be where they are. And, I think you and I had to kind of offer that to each other in a way and, and figure it out, kind of do experiments. And, and I, that's where we came up with kind of the whole idea of grace and space. And I think the grace being, if I'll define it for myself is when you, when you lost your dad was like, okay, Kyle A is going to need some time off. That's, that's obvious. Every employer knows that. But secondly, like Kyle's not going to be able to, you know, quote unquote fire on all cylinders because he's carrying like this specific weight of like fresh loss, fresh grief. And so it's after that bereavement time, you know, was, was over. Um, it was like, you would, you would show up and it'd be like, okay, what, what do you need today? You know, and there were a couple of days, I think it was like I two o'clock comes along just like, hey, I need to I need to sign off or, you know, can we go for a walk type of thing? And so that's that's kind of what we mean by by grace. But then also space is just like giving someone that space, an intentional space to process what they need to process. And instead of filling that with platitudes of like, you know. Oh, I'm so glad that your dad is free from suffering, you know, or 
you know, he's in a better place. Just pick your pick your platitude that people use to try to give you comfort. It was more of like, okay, what what do you need today? Do you need to be asked questions? Do you need space just to share whatever comes to mind? Like, and and so trying to give each other that space as well. So, um, what like talk about what that was like for you on the receiving end, and then. I'll, I'll share my experience too. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of things that kind of come to mind. Um, um, yeah. Um, one of the things that um, Daniel did beautifully was just kind of um, given me space to grieve. He did that through like just writing, writing notes. Uh, like I know there was um one that he wrote to the team in particular, um, which was actually like trying to carve out space. Like, let let me tell you about how significant Kyle's dad was to him in his life and the impact that it's had on him and our team. And so with the fact that, um, you know, Kyle lost his dad, like Daniel was trying to showcase to the team, the full stack team about like, that this is a big deal. This is kind of a big deal. And so just having that advocacy uh, to know, to, to see the relationship that was with my dad and to kind of have that advocacy for space and show that significance of our relationship was probably one of the most honoring things that uh, was done uh, with, with the death of my dad. And then additionally, um, Daniel, I'm wearing this now. I couldn't wear it at the time. Um, but um, it's a it's a bracelet. Uh, it's, and Daniel wrote uh, uh, a letter talking about there's a tribe in, in I think it's in Southern Africa or South Africa, um, the Zulu tribe, where, you know, if somebody's mourning the death of somebody in that community, they would wear a black bracelet so that um, people would understand that they're in the process of grieving uh, the loss of a loved one. And so. Um, a beautiful gift to acknowledge the reality of the loss of my dad. Um, and I, at the point uh, when Daniel gave it to me, it was too fresh to kind of put it on. But as I thought about preparing myself for the holidays, I thought this was a great way to honor and prepare myself for what the grieving process was going to be like during the holidays without my dad. And so that's why I'm wearing the bracelet now. And I think I'm going to continue to wear it. Um, so those are two practical ways um, that I would say space acknowledgement um, that really um, brought to life, like the ability for me to, to grieve, to grieve the loss of my dad. So. Yeah. Thanks for, for sharing that. And also I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable just on. Like, yeah. Sorry. The, no, no, yeah, yeah. no need to apologize. Just like the, it's encouraging to me knowing like those things that I, all, that I did, you know, that were instinctual for me or things that other people had done for me in the past, you know, that those were, were helpful to you. And really it's just like instinct and experimentation and kind of putting myself out there in terms of, which I encourage people to do all the time in terms of like, giving human beings like the space and the care that they need. And that's the one thing, especially when I think about the subject of this show in entrepreneurship 
and people that are at like this savage pace of growing a, and scaling businesses, you know, starting businesses is do we really take the time, like the time that we need as humans to like to take that space and receive that grace, you know, that's needed when, when we're grieving something, you know, whether it's as significant as losing a parent or another loved one, or, I mean, there's, there's other griefs that, that we experience, um, that are maybe not as, as poignant, but like, do we give ourselves space to do that? And, and then do we also, do we give ourselves that? Do we give others that? And, you know, the other piece about the bracelet, which is impactful for me is that it's, you know, however long someone wears it after they've experienced a loss is, is it's a reminder to the community too, that like, Hey, this person is, is grieving is, is carrying this. And, um, I think that's one thing we miss because it's like, Oh, you know, Kyle had his bereavement time. Okay. He's back at his desk. He's working, you know, he's doing the normal things. And we, if we haven't experienced the loss ourselves, we can kind of quickly forget that, Oh, like this grief and this loss is still pretty fresh for Kyle. And so the, the bracelet's a reminder to the community as well. Like, Hey, Kyle lost his dad recently. And, you know, still carries that around. And the other piece I think about is, and I know one of the ways that you have felt the loss of your dad is just like, he was the person that you would call in, especially as you know, in business uh, over the last few years, and you were coming up with new scenarios and challenges. Um, and I know specifically just since you joined the full stack team a year ago, like as you were having these new experiences with prospective clients, like your dad would be one of the first calls that you would make to process through that. And so um, like most entrepreneurs, I mean, we have people that are, are like our lifeline that we call, you know, for, for advice, for counsel, to just vent, to talk through things like that was a big loss for you specifically. So like talk a little bit more about who your dad was for you and like what that loss has been like to not have him in that role as like advisor on the other side of the phone. Yeah, I talked to, so I've been great. I mean, kind of just sharing my reflections with my family about, you know, um, allowing them to, to kind of grieve and then also just processing my own grief with them. Um, and so I was at a networking event the day before, uh, Thanksgiving and I found myself unconsciously going to, uh, the table that was, had the oldest men in the room. And the, the reason I, and I reflected on that and I said, the, and I, and I was processing with my, with my stepmom. I said, the reason why I did that is because there's a hole in my heart for this elder um, man that like, you know, in my life now. And it was unconscious. Like typically if my dad were here, I would have probably picked something with, you know, a similar age group. I would probably have picked a, a table with 30, 40, you know, maybe 50 somethings and sit with, but I immediately was drawn to uh, people that were well on in their career. And it was just because I was missing my dad and wanting his perspective um, and wanting 
um, you know, his experience uh, to be able to speak into my life. And so um, if there was one thing that my dad knew well, it was business. And so he was definitely one of my top advisors um, in that and just in life in general. So that is a space in my heart that, you know, I'm, I'm looking to kind of fill. Um, and I've tried to, you know, with close older men, I've tried to express that to them. I'm not sure how they've responded, um, but I've just wanted to express that, like, this is a need that I do have now that I've lost my dad. And I want to proactively kind of not replace my father, but I just know that there was so much value that he gave to me uh, through his experience and through his knowledge. So and I'm missing that. Hmm. Yeah. But having someone like that as a lifeline, you know, who's, who's been there or has been in similar scenarios, I mean, is, is it, is a huge gap. And so, yeah, it's, I think no one, no one can replace that. I know I have a similar experience where my starting at full stack and really helping full stack grow as you know a pioneer from a sales new revenue perspective like my dad also was starting his his business at the same time and so i think we just shared a lot of those war stories together and and i could learn from his his wisdom in terms of like okay he had he was obviously a lot farther along than i i am you know but yet we were both starting something new and getting our first clients, you know, at the same time. And so there's something really, really special about that and that I, I miss a lot. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about my experience, Daniel, but like, tell me a bit about what has 2023 the unexpected loss of your dad. What is that? What has that been for you? Yeah. So it's, I would say like I've had a return back to Savage both because of the loss of my dad and what like having to help my mom, which I'll talk a little bit more about. And then as well as like joining the the parent of three kids club with you. Um, and so in April, early April, my wife and I had our third child and, um, Kyle knows that once you're outnumbered, it's it's a whole new level of of parenting and and chaos, and so that I felt like I made the transition from zero to one and one to two um, kids fairly seamlessly. I mean, it has its challenges of of sleep deprivation, um, and you know each kid has their own health issues, or your your my wife has health issues. We navigate, but like this one like just took took it to a, a new level it felt like savagery to just figure out how to put one foot in front of the other at home and then literally two months after having a third kid was when my dad passed away and um and so out of my two siblings i'm i'm the local kid so i live five minutes from my mom and you know my dad died completely unexpectedly um so it wasn't like we didn't have any warning he wasn't in the hospital it was just like one night he was there the next morning he was gone and so um 
helping my mom through the shock of that and the practical stuff, as well as, you know, she, she inherited ownership of and management of a, a million dollar revenue business. And with, she had some involvement in the business, but in terms of running it and the day to day, she didn't have a lot of visibility on that. And so it, I had to help step in and basically moonlighted, you know, what I mean by that is early mornings, late nights, weekends, you know, helping her figure that out um, with my dad's team of you know, employees and consultants that, you know, delivered with clients and all that. And so um, there was just a lot of savage chaos. And honestly, it really hasn't, there's been these pockets of grief, you know, like right when it happened, um, obviously. And then during his funeral weekend, we had a, we had a separate weekend to do, you know, a spreading of his ashes in our hometown. Um, so I've had these pockets of grief, but really I've, I've been so lost in like the savagery of three kids, a full stack, you know, learning how to evolve as a scale up and helping my mom with my dad's business that my, my grief, I, I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say I'm intentionally bypassing it. There just hasn't been space for it. And so what I'm realizing is like, I think I'm starting now that the year is slowing down and experienced the holidays recently or, and will continue to in the next couple of days, you know, it's, it's starting to hit me in a, in a fresh way. And the thing that I'm remembering and my advisors kind of remind me of is like, even if you aren't intentionally, you know, creating space for grief, like grief, grief will show up and and find you. And, and I think the one piece of advice that I have from my experience is like, just allow, allowing it to find you and, and giving that when it, when it does giving it space for that, because it, I think the, the mindset of an entrepreneur is like, oh, that's inconvenient. And this is going to take away time from growing the business, from doing some, you know, a sales activity, from going to an event, you know, <clears throat> and I can't be sad. I have to be energized, motivated, joyful, you know, to like, you know, help my team, help my customers, et cetera, to, you know, be excited about what we're doing here. And, but, like if we don't give space to grief when grief you know finds us like it it will show up in other like ways that are are not necessarily productive and so bodily issues um so, you know psychosomatic issues psychological issues like and um and so i don't mean to to preach here but it's it's more i think that's that's really the message that i want to share from my own experience is just like allowing that space and giving that space for grief. Um, because if we don't, it's going to show up in destructive ways that, you know, really will ultimately like impact and negatively impact our businesses more in relationships more than if we would have just given it space, you know, the space that it needs in the first place. And, um, so that's why I'm such a great big proponent of talking about this and why I wanted to talk about it today. But as it relates to the show, um, 
I, one of my biggest sadnesses is with my dad is actually that I never created the space to interview him on Savage the Sage. Like I think about, I'm like, why didn't I do that? You know, he, it, it, he was accessible. It would have been easy hour that we would have really enjoyed together. And that's something I wish like I could go back to and listen to right now. And, um, and so maybe it would be interesting at some point to record a show of like, okay, what, what would my dad say if we were asking him, you know, some of the questions that we, we ask our guests on, on this show. And, um, because I would have loved to hear those and have those as a memorial that, that I could go back to, but that it is a place of sadness that I never created space for him because he, he was a savage and a sage, you know, in his own right. So. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, I um, one of the things that we wanted to do for this recording was just kind of share about, I think, our journeys um, for 2023. But then secondarily was like what we've learned from the show. Um, Daniel's been doing this longer than I have. Um, there's a couple of pieces for me that, you know, as I think about 2023, you know, we've talked about, you know, the space, but um, I just, I want to say thank you to all of our guests for 2023, um, for taking the time um, out of their busy schedules uh, to like be present, to allow us to kind of like hear their journeys, where they're at um, and kind of where they're coming from. Um, and there's kind of a couple of pieces that I've learned that were really, really impactful for me that I kind of wanted to share. And first um, is that all leaders and founders are different. Um, and so the gift that it was to interview, um, you, know, you know, a lot of our founders and leaders is that their experiences really shaped who they were, um, shaped how they decided to run their businesses. I think there was just, for me, there was just a level of comfort in their own skin to kind of be able to shape them set, like to shape their businesses how they saw fit. Um, so I know for me, that was just a real, real gift uh, to be able to see that. And uh, I'll, I'll say one other thing that was really kind of impactful for me. Um, you know, Dan, we've alluded to this a lot, the savage, the sage, but what does it mean to have longevity? What does it mean to to kind of invest in yourself, uh, specifically in this tension of the demands of a business versus, you know, like holistic care for yourself and your well-being. Um, and there's two attributes that really kind of came to mind when I reflected on the interviews. First um, is that um, the entrepreneurs that I talked with, like they have to intentionally be disciplined to care for themselves, um, which was something that was just like, when I asked the question, so what do you do to refuel, you know, like you yourself as an entrepreneur, there was like, you could tell like people like latched onto those because they knew that like, that was going to bring longevity to who they were. And then also was just like this idea of space, which we've talked to a lot about was just like, okay, how do you create space? How do you set some time for yourself? Um, and so those were kind of some of the key things that were really helpful um, that you guys taught me from 2023. So, um, and I think helped shape the show. So thank you guys for that. 
Yeah, I'll piggyback off of that. And I'm thinking specifically about something that Matt Hunkler said in my interview with him and Tove Day. And he talked about founder market fit. And I think that is probably behind what you're saying. And then ultimately what the essence of the show when, you know, a few years ago when I set out to start Savage to Sage is like, um, is, is around like founder market fit. And we focus often on product market fit, which is like, you know, do I have a product or service that the market wants to purchase, you know, and then once they purchase it, can I, you know, retain them as a customer and grow my customer base, my revenue? Like that's obviously the the core foundations of what, what makes a successful business. But then what makes a success, successful entrepreneur in terms of the ethos of Savage to Sage is like that market fit for them as, as a person in that, in that business. And I think the people that have, where we've had the best shows have been people that have, you know, transparently reflected on how they are doing, you know, in a vulnerable way with like their human being, you know, leading this business, how it started, how it's going, what they see in the future. And when they could speak poignantly to like, how they personally are a fit to, you know, to do what they're doing and how it brings them alive in a certain way. Because if that, if that alignment is off where it's like the, you know, and we're talking about founder, we could talk about like, cause that's obviously a specific personality of an entrepreneur, but then there's like leaders that we've talked to that didn't necessarily start the company, but what makes them like a fit, you know, then now and ongoing is like, how how they are doing personally with like leading in the various stages of the business and if you don't have that alignment you know there's something's something's going to be off and maybe a business will limp along maybe it'll you know appear successful from the outside looking in but yet uh, deep down that that founder that leader is isn't happy and can't find joy in their daily work and and that that comes out in certain ways. And I think um, on the positive side, when you see that and you see how they treat other people, how they treat clients, how they approach all the decisions that go into every, you know, micro decisions that go into every day, macro decisions that go into big, you know, pieces like they they lead in a way from the heart and from their, their being that is, you know, is, is a force to be reckoned with. It's, and so... I think the folks that we've have taught us the most and have been the best shows have been the ones that are, are honestly reflecting on that and are, you know, really have found their, their like founder market fit. Um, and that's, that's who we hope to, you know, talk to more of, um, this coming year. So for 2023, we, we wish you, um, farewell and, um, thanks to all the guests and the listeners. Um, you know, thanks to Kyle for joining me a year ago on on this journey as a as a co-host, because it is is not good for me to to do this alone. And um, he's added a lot of color and flavor and unique perspective to the show as well. And um, yeah, and just give a shout out as well to, to our families. Uh, I think about all of all of you who have experienced 
loss with us, you know, for the loss of Dale, for the loss of Tim. Um, thank you for, for being, you know, faithful companions to us on this journey of grief and loss and finding our way in the dark. And, um, so we're thankful for you and thankful for this year. Sounds great. Look forward to 2024 and thanks for journeying with us. Thank you for listening to today's interview. To view show notes or hear more episodes, please visit www.savagetosage.com.